You are listening to What in the Horror with your host Lando and Tim. But anyways, welcome back to yet another episode of What in the Horror with your host Lando and Tim. And this is episode 80. I forgot to mention that. Today we'll be reviewing some Vincent Price horror movies. So we'll be reviewing The Raven from 1963 and House of Wax from 1953. So we're going back in time after the first one. So... But anyways, let's get to it with The Raven from 1963. Take it away, Tim. So the year is 1506. And uh, there's this, uh, you start hearing in the beginning, uh, you know, the Once Upon a Midnight Dreary, um, The Raven, uh, Edgar Allan Poe, which uh, was why I chose this, by the way, just as a spoiler, because I absolutely, Edgar Allan Poe is my favorite poet. Anyway, it's 1956 and Dr. Aramis Craven has been uh, mourning the death of his wife, Lenore, for two years. And he has a, his daughter from a previous marriage, is only her stepmom, Estelle. And uh, then he's uh, one night he's in December here, he's visited by a raven who happens, uh, while he's drawing this raven with the state-of-the-art, we'll talk about this more later, the state-of-the-art, you know, CGI back in the time in 1963. So <laughs> he's drawing a raven, and then the raven actually comes in, ironically. And... Uh, the Raven talks. It is uh, Dr. Uh, Betio, and he's actually been transformed from another wizard and needs help getting transformed back uh, into human form But after a really strange conversation. But this is just the intro. And it's like, okay, this has got potential for this movie. And then it, uh, he even he shows the Betio his uh, wife's chamber. He needs to get, he only partially changes him, has to go back and visit his, uh, actually open up his dad's sarcophagus and his dad talks to him, which is, yeah. And he, while well, he's trying to get some hair from his dad so that he can uh, finish the spell because he didn't have a uh, finished the potion to help Betty be fully back because he still had like the wings and tail. So it's all this really weird intro, right? And then um, it turns out it was uh, Scarabus, um, another doctor or wizard, as you will, because all the doctors are wizards in this one. But they do refer to themselves as wizards as well as doctors. Well, anyhow, it was Scarabus who changed, turned the uh, with the other wizard into the crow and it, the raven, and he um, also was the just happened to be Aramis Craven's father's nemesis when his father was uh, head of the wizards, and then uh, you know he he, however, did not, he, although he had the right to, did not want to fight for that position because he just wanted to live out his life in peace and not have that whole fight so it's all that and then they wound up going over there anyways and because uh bedio actually saw his wife or maybe his wife's spirit they're not really sure at this point at um scarabus's place during the during the confrontation and everything it's like well that's something so he's afraid that maybe his wife's spirit is trapped over there so he gets lured into going over lots of weird crap happens here from now on i'm not gonna tell you the whole story because if you watch this you'll see like there's all kinds of plot twists um it turns out that uh betio's uh, son actually kind of falls for you know uh craven's daughter and they kind of like each other which makes an even more interesting plot twist and then it winds up going on on it becomes this wizard duel okay this is the most state-of-the-art high-end wizard duel I imagine this on a, on a, on the screen back in 63 this was the most amazing thing you've ever seen. It goes on for quite a while 
I get a little confused on what exactly they do and why they do what they do, but uh, whatever. It ends with, you know, and it ends with one of them winning. And then uh, and the surprise twist, because it's supposed to be a duel to the death, there's a surprise twist to that. End of, uh, and then we'll just leave it at that. But in general, and then it finishes up, because during this whole situation, somebody gets turned back into a raven, and he shushes the raven, and then quotes the raven, nevermore. I love that ending. That was my favorite part of the movie. Anyhow, so yeah. This is an interesting movie. Um, we'll get into the, the details a little bit better about some of those special effects that Lando loves. Yeah, this movie got a 83% from Rotten Tomato with a audience score of 64. Google gave it a 74. Uh, this movie had a budget of about 350000 and only made a little over $1 million. So when it came to my thoughts, since this is a really old horror movie, there won't be any blood and gut or blood and gore ratings for this episode since these films didn't really have those kind of makeup effects really i mean you did get a little bit of fake blood when uh when the good guy gets stabbed but of course that was him just playing a trick on the other guy uh story was a bit slow at the start which was pretty normal for films like this back then uh we didn't have much to go on this one so i'll just give the Raven, a 3.5 score rating. What about you, Tim? Yeah, the, um, I am sure in the six, in 63, the special effects were, like, amazingly cool. In fact, I kind of wonder if the, okay, spoiler, Force Lightning from the Emperor in the 70s might have actually come from this movie, the theory of it, because I actually kind of had that feel. But yeah, there's, uh, there's light shows. There's, oh, this is different. Have you ever seen bread knobs and uh, bed knobs and broomsticks? Because this is the same CGI. And uh, yeah, it was interesting. Uh, the plot twist was all over the place, but it kept you thinking. But you're right. In the beginning, it was a little slow. But at the same time, it's like kind of funny-ish. So that kind of added to a little bit of it. Um, the actors in this, I mean, you have Jack Nicholson. Young Jack Nicholson plays the son. Yeah, I looked uh, that up, and he was only 26 years old in this movie. You have it's Jack nuts. Nicholson in there. You have, uh, I forget the guy's name that plays his dad, too. I mean, that guy's in, like, a lot of movies, because he's got those really bug eyes and, like to it, too. And he was all, he always plays in, like, horror movies. Always did. And, and the uh, guy that uh, played the evil magician or whatever he was frankenstein's monster in frankenstein and in bride of frankenstein too and so yeah, yeah he was it this is an all-star cast yep and it had some pretty good actors in horror movies and so did mine so oh yeah my rating my rating uh yeah 3.5 uh skull rating as well it's not modern day i mean if you wanted to rate it according to its day is really a decent movie probably like a four but for now 3.5 is about the best thing i can give it because it is aged yeah i gave it that because it had nicholson and the other actor i've seen in horror movies but anyways now we'll go to my pick which again was house of wax from 1953 so this movie is about a wax sculptor named henry who is thought to be dead after his original wax museum is burnt down to the ground by his business partner matthew shortly after the first after the first, a few murders happen, like Matthew being sh strangled and left in a inside of a uh, elevator shaft, making it look like he hung himself. And his girlfriend or sugar mama or whatever 
her name was Kathy, and she was also murdered by the same man with this like real horrible disfigured face and parts of his hair is missing so clearly he was burnt in the face and stuff shortly after henry is found to still be alive and well with a new wax exhibit he calls the house of wax a woman named sue finds the wax statues to be too lifelike in fact she starts to believe that one of them is her friend kathy covered in wax shortly after the police start poking around and while looking into everything they find the horrible truth that henry was the killer all along and that his face was also made from wax but the plans are foiled by police after trying to turn sue into a wax statue as well and yeah that's basically it i mean it's nothing like the remake i know there is a remake out there i've seen it it's okay i guess but when it comes to this movie, Rotten Tomato gave it a score of 93. He also got an audience score of 73 with a Google rating of 89%. This movie had a budget of $1 million and it made $23.75 million in the box office. So when it comes to my overall thoughts, again, we have zero gore with no blood, but we do get a great story with somebody taking revenge on those who tried to kill him. And, and and his wax museum for good. I did like the makeup effects of the killer's face, plus how they melted the wax figurines or statues or whatever during the fire scene in the beginning of the movie. I have seen the remake to this, like I already mentioned, and to be honest, I kind of like the remake a little bit more than this one. But anyways, I have to give this movie a four score rating. What about you, Tim? Yeah, this one here, it's... um. It's lacking a little bit uh, more horror versus the remake. The remake is downright more scary. Um, really, the best gore you get is, truthfully, the burned person. That's that's about it. Uh, the gore factor is pretty damn low. But this is an older movie, even older than mine. And it had some gore. Well, mine really didn't. Whereas yours had, mine had a little blood. Yours didn't have any blood just gore. It's kind of funny how they went back and forth on those. Um, but, uh, yeah, the movie wasn't, wasn't bad. It was totally different, which I did like it. They didn't, I, I'm actually give the people that made the remake credit for not copying like most do exactly verbatim. Those are boring remakes. Um, yeah, good movie, different. The wax sculptures in the beginning were really were wax sculptures and they really were well done. Like seeing a melt was sad because they really were beautiful, beautifully done. So yeah, that actually was good the the acting this felt a little less forced than it did in the other one it wasn't bed knobs and broomsticks with a bunch of cgi effects that don't make sense so yeah a little bit better than the other one easier to watch not as much of a constant twist though you kind of saw where this was going so there's a downside to it so yeah i actually rated this about the same because of that because it had some ups some downs they were pretty close i gave it a three and a half skull rating because during the time i had both of them had things that were good for them and this one, the plot just felt a little bit more flat, but yet the uh, the acting was better, so it kind of balanced it out. Yeah, totally agreed. But anyways, I think that'll be it for this episode. So if you have any movie suggestions, as always, you can hit us up on our email account that, again, is whatinhorrorpodcast at gmail.com. You can hit us up on our Twitter. That's all. That is whatinhorrorpodcast, all one word. You can also join our Discord. But anyways, I've been Lando. And I've been Tim. And we are the fuck out of here. 
You were listening to What in the Whore. See you next time. <laughs>